But of course, we had to have a ballroom. Obviously. Because as the world's greatest drag queen, you need, you need a spot to strut, you need a spot to dance, and you need a spot to feel, you know, who you are. And so the ballroom has 26 disco balls hanging from the ceiling, some of which are six feet round. So over three meters disco balls hanging from these 30 feet ceilings. Welcome to House Guest with me, Carol Annett, where I chat to people who shape the world around us through decoration and design. My house guest this week is a real humdinger. It's the delightful designer to the stars, Martin Lawrence Bullard. I am sitting uh, in Chelsea at the Beaverbrook townhouse with one of my very favourite people. <laughs> Martin Lawrence Bullard is a multi-award-winning LA-based interior designer, renowned for creating some of the world's most glamorous and eclectic interiors for the likes of Cher, Sir Elton and David, Aaron Sorkin, Tamara Mellon, and a host of Kardashians. Thank you so much, Martin. You are such a generous host and we've come and snuck away into your beautiful room here. What are you doing in the UK? So I'm here for a couple of reasons. Firstly, to promote my new book, Star Style. So I'm on a bit of a book tour right now. Just come in from New York and Boston. And of course, yesterday was the opening of Decorex. And so I was the lead speaker for Decorex, opened the show yesterday. But that was a sellout. Was a sellout, yes, it was great fun. You know, it's really nice to be back in England and sort of to be supporting British design. Well, because you are English. And originally English, of course, even though I haven't lived in the UK for 32 years. And one of the reasons I brought out my book is that this yeah, from September till next September, I guess, is my 30-year anniversary as a designer. That's crazy. So it's kind of wonderful to be able to be here and support British Design and talk about my start with everybody yesterday. So it's been really fun. And it's now number one on Amazon, we've just heard. Number one best-selling design book in the world today. That's awesome. Yes, I'm absolutely beyond thrilled. I wanted to talk about one of the pieces in particular, which is the home of Alessandra Ambrosio. You're, the go, you're probably going to say supermodel, the, <laughs> the, the Brazilian sex bomb. So, what I'm interested in when somebody like Alessandra comes to you and says, um, "Martin, I mean, what what is it? Did you know her previously? Was it a new house you were designing? How did that?" come about? Because I know it's one so, of your so, favourite pieces in the book. Yeah, I love that house, actually, because it's boho, you know, that sort of bohemian flavour, which is very Californian in a way, but very, very Brazilian as well. So Alessandra had been a fan of my work for a while, and she reached out to me when she decided to redo this house. She had the house for a few years, but never gotten to kind of really design it properly. And is it in, was it in Brazil? No, no, no. It's in Santa Monica ah, in okay. California. But she wanted it to really represent her Brazilian style, her flavour, but also to be California lifestyle for her and her kids. And so it was great because I got to kind of, it's, it's a 1920s Spanish house. It previously belonged to Diane Keaton. So, you know, it, the bones of it were great. And this was just about layering it in this sort of wonderful, beachy, Brazilian way. I incorporated a lot of a lot of great Brazilian mid-century furniture, a lot of wonderful textured textiles. And then of course, because she is such a famous supermodel, I mean, she was the most famous of all of the Victoria's Secret's angels. 
I got her to start to collect photography. And so we incorporated some of the greatest fashion photographers as well as sort of iconic imagery of people that she loved, musicians. And, and, and it's really given a great side of her personality. And for me, that's what decorating is all about. That's really, you'll see that in my book that I don't have a particular style. I don't want to be known to have a particular style. I don't want people to walk into a house and go, oh, Martin Lawrence Ballard, this, this house. I want you to walk in and go, that is fabulous. I love your house. That means I've done my job. I've managed to capture your personality and give you a one-off experience that is totally, utterly yours. Can you tell us about a few others who you've put in the book and how did you choose which people to put in? Well, you know, my career has been guided predominantly by the celebrities that I've worked for because they've been so amazing to let me design for them and so amazing to allow us to do press and publicity with them. It really brought so much attention to my work. And so because it's my 30 year anniversary, I wanted to highlight that. And so the book really shows, I guess the work in my book, it's been 10 years since I did my last book. And I think that the work in this book is basically from the last decade. But we have people like, of course, we've got great favorites of mine, like David and Elton, as you mentioned. And we have Cher, who I've been working with for 20 years. It shows the latest reincarnation of her current home. She also did the forward of my book, which is amazing. The Kardashians, so the Kardashians brought so many eyes to my work. So we have Kylie Jenner, Courtney Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian in the book, even though I've worked for Kendall and for Chris as well. Kylie Jenner's home is still the number one biggest design story in history with 1.6 billion downloads within the first week of it being launched. Wow. Which is a billion downloads more than any other story before. So, there's great power with those Kardashians. <laughs> there surely is. What drives you, Martin? Oh, my God. You know, I mean, 30 passion, years is a long time to be at the top of your game. It's my passion for design, I think. I live it, I breathe it. I'm extremely grateful that I get every day to design, to be creative, to produce beauty for other people, to live in. You know, interiors change your life. If you're in a great surroundings, you just feel so much better. You know, even in this hotel, this fun hotel with all of its, we're in a room right now painted this beautiful sage green and it has a, a blue gray accent color for the skirting boards and ceiling moldings and a bright pink carpet. It's a combination that one would never normally think of doing, but somehow here it works and it makes you happy. And it makes you feel good to be in this space, which is making me enjoy being in London and in this hotel. That's an emotional effect. That's what design does. It brings joy to our lives. And that's why I think actually, ever since the pandemic, people are, were so bored of being stuck at home, you know, during COVID times, that now they want to really go for it with design. They're, they're, they're wallpapering everything, they're adding color, they're painting, they're, it's really fun. Design has changed since COVID. And it is the inner joy coming out in all of us in our spaces. I totally agree. Is RuPaul in this book or is that an, an art? Ru is absolutely 100% in the book. So obviously the world's biggest drag star. And you have used disco balls 
orange. How on earth do you start with somebody like RuPaul sort of upping the ante for a home like his? Well, I'll tell you the first mad thing with Ru is I've known Ru for many years. He's actually a very dear friend. This is the first time he's bought a real house. He had, <laughs> he had a couple of like smaller houses, you know, things that were like 2,000 square feet, little, little sort of apartment type places. This house is 20,000 square feet. It was a seven bedroom house. It is now a one bedroom house with a 5,000 square foot closet. <laughs> Because after all, where does a boy keep his 3,000 dresses? <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> so that was the magic to begin with, you know. I got, I, got, I got to work with the most extraordinary, extravagant, wild and fabulous drag costumes, which have become part of the decor, actually, in the space. And then knowing Rue, knowing his passion for Hollywood, old school glamour, I wanted to create something that was very Hollywood regency and Hollywood Regency is that period in the sort of like the 30s, 40s, where Hollywood grabbed onto the great glamour of the Regency period because of the elegant lines and gave it that late Art Deco twist. So everything becomes almost like a glamorous movie set. Chairs are long and lean, so when you sit in them, your legs look longer and you look elegant. Scale and proportion was blown up. Lots of very graphic black and white is always used. So I really took that as the backdrop for this and created this very elegant experience. But of course, you know, we had to have a ballroom. Obviously. Because, you know, as the world's greatest drag queen, you need, you need a spot to strut, you need a spot to dance, and you need a spot to feel, you know, who you are. And so the ballroom has 26 disco balls hanging from the ceiling some of which are six feet round, so over three metres disco balls hanging from these 30 feet ceilings. And do you have, I mean, can you buy those things or do you All have them? custom made. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'm not sure massive disco ball, I'm not sure whether that's going to get you on Amazon. I mean, it's just the, the logistics, the challenge of something like, I mean, they look extraordinary. It looks like somebody has blown these delicate bubbles up into the sky and they're just floating along this um along a ceiling i mean it, it's absolutely wonderful and it and completely unique it's completely unique you know you have to be unique rue is the most unique character there is so you have to be you have to bring that out again not everybody can have 26 disco balls in their living room but for rue it seems like just the perfect accessory so with all my work, not just with Rue, it is really about custom creating for those spaces. By the way, you can all go online and buy a disco ball. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I love a disco ball after, over a bathtub. Oh, brilliant. You know, yeah. so, or in a kitchen. Why not? How fabulous. Why not dance while you're making your spaghetti bolognese? Quite right too. <laughs> Quite right too. Why do you think it is that, I mean, that celebrities obviously feel very safe with you. They feel feel very comfortable with you. I mean, is it, do you, presumably you get to share a lot of secrets. They know, you know their world very well. Is it because, is there that just that very, very high level of trust? Yes, I think, I think that's one of the things that, you know, my career started, I sort of fell into 
my career, but my career really started with a, a, an American celebrity called Cheryl Teagues, who was the world's first ever supermodel. She was the first person to be paid a million dollars for a job in the 1970s and kind of started that whole ball rolling. She's iconic in America. But once you do a celebrity, you then start to meet the other celebrities and they know that you've done a beautiful job, but you've also been trustworthy. You've kept the secrets. You've understood the career. You've understood what it is needed within that circle. And that's how it then explodes from one to the other to the other. And that has been, you know, a major thing. Again, I've been very lucky that all these celebrities have allowed me to publish their projects, but it's all been done in a very private way, even though it's been a public experience. So that's part of the journey. The other part of this is that when you are designing for people like this, you also have to understand that they are a brand. I'm not just a brand, they're a brand. And so my design is really to support their brand. And a lot of the clients I've worked with, like we mentioned Alessandra Ambrosio, you know, she now, she has her own brand of swimwear and everything, but she also wants to launch into the home market. She wants to do this Brazilian sort of experience. And her home is giving her the backdrop and, the, and another press angle to be able to do that from. So that's also part of the understanding of when you're working with anybody famous or, or, or anybody in a creative field that you are creating for them and they need it to be in a way that it can be a springboard for them. And that's an extraordinarily generous way of looking at it as well, because you, you know, inevitably, you know, it's, it's her space and her, her house. And, you know, if, you know, one might assume that there was a little bit of a conflict if she was going to go off into homeware. But I think that's where you're so generous with what you do is that it's it it always seems like a collaboration. Yeah, it's got to be a collaboration. Because without it being a collaboration, how is it somebody's personal home? Yeah. You know, true. one of the things that, that I've been very lucky about, but also is very important to me, is getting to know your clients, is to understand them, to understand their life, how their life works, their children, their husbands, their wives, their, their, their you know, whatever it is that's part of their life. You have to understand it, how they're going to use it. You know, if it's a celebrity, their home also is their sanctuary because you know, they can't really just run around the corner to get a loaf of bread. Their lives are different because cameras are on them and they have to keep up an appearance. So home has to be the sanctuary, the place where they rejuvenate, where they live their lives to the fullest in the most private way. And so that's why we end up doing, you know, amazing spas and screening rooms and glam rooms and sex rooms and whatever anybody wants. You know, we, we make sure that it comes into their home because their home really is their, their, their center point. It's the, it's, the, it's the center of their universe. I wanted to ask you about the sex room because there's been a bit of a thing about this lately. Is it something that you came up with the idea? I mean, personally, <laughs> I think, you know, you have a room to do your ironing in. Why don't you have a room to, you know, make love in? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's perfectly natural. Why not? <laughs> I mean, honestly, no, I can't, I can't admit to, uh, to having created that idea, that's for sure. I think they've been around since Caligula. But is it, I mean, genuinely, is it something that people want in, incorporated into a, yeah, a and house? Yeah, I mean, we've got clients right now that want these rooms. A lot of them come off of the bedroom. A lot of them come off of like a dressing room. Some of them are secret doors. Some of them are more openly visible. And it is a room where people want to live out their sexual fantasies. And that doesn't mean it's something perverted. It could be just a beautiful space that's covered in in 
velvet and dimly lit and, and it just is an environment. We have another client that wanted one to look like a, like a Chanel handbag. So the entire room is quilted in black patent leather and all the sex toys were gold plated so they look like the hardware of a, of a Chanel bag. Fantastic. But that was their fantasy. Yeah. You know, and their their fantasy may not work for you. You want me might might one might want one to look like a Louis Vuitton suitcase. Who knows? That would do. So you know, <laughs> so so but they're 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 just rooms of luxury, they're rooms of utter decadence. You know, and and it's one of those things if you can afford to do it and it's something that is your fantasy, your space, your moment, why not create it? Yeah. I totally agree. Tell me about what you've got coming up, collaborations, projects you're working on. So I've got a really fun collaboration with with um, a new a new rug line actually that's going to be really great that will be premiering next year. Super fun, very affordable. One of the things I've done, you know, my entire career I've done things very high end for the high end design industry for the luxury market. The world has changed so much now, where design of great essence is available on every street corner in every little town across the country, across the world, around the world. So I wanted to make sure that I'm offering really good design at really good price points, that the general public can also have a, have a flavor, have a taste of it. You know, so I've done a, a great wood, wood flooring line where all of the colors are exactly the design colors that I use in my projects. But rather than it being an expensive price point, it's really affordable. Who have you done that with? It's, it's a company called Du Chateau, which is very big in America um, and will be coming here to all of Europe very soon. Okay. And it's great because they're really beautiful colours that I've spent years developing these, these stains and now we're able to offer it in a, in a really affordable way. Um, the rug line, which is, which is, which is Ruggables, is going to be... Um, you know, they're washable carpets that are super affordable. That I have one. They see, so so you know, with kids and dogs and pets yeah. and, and wine and whatever, whatever, they're fully cleanable, which is so great and so amazing that we're so advanced now with our skills and network that we can come up with these great products. I've got additions to my product lines. I have a wonderful British brand called Cole and Son, which is a, an amazing wallpaper company. And we have some beautiful new products coming out with them, including great cushions in my prints that, you know, will really add flavor to people's houses. Again, for not a lot of money. So that's really exciting. Um, I'm, I'm so thrilled that I can break into the, into the more mass marketplace and still offer good design and things in good quality, because that was very important to me. Um, projects, I've got amazing projects. I'm just about to install Sylvester Stallone in Palm oh, Beach. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, when you get to, to design for Rocky, it's pretty wild. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so that's really great fun. I'm going to start, I'm just about to start with Pink, who I love. I'm a big fan of her. So it's so fun design for her. And she's this unbelievable spirit. She's a, she's this phoenix, this wonderful, wonderful creature. I just love her. So I'm really excited to be doing a project with her, which is really great. We're doing Machine Gun Kelly, which is really wild. You know, a fantastic <laughs> sort of rock star whose image and persona is so wonderful, so his home has to match that. So that's really great fun. Yeah, we've got some fantastic things going on. When you say we, how big is your team? I have 20 design assistants at this point, and then there's some architects and you know all those things that are attached to us. 
I never want my team to be too huge because when people hire me, they want to hire me. And it's very important for me to be in the mix. I just don't want to be, you know, just kind of subbing people out and never looking at my clients' projects. I want my clients' projects to have my touch, to be my work. And so I try and keep the team fairly small and we, we're very selective with the jobs that we take on because of that. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, sustainability. I mean, it's a real, it's really sort of banded around word. But in your in your projects now, is that I mean, certainly in the UK, we are particularly from a younger generation being kind of reminded about upcycling and you know not throwing too much away and waste within the interiors industry. Is America feeling that vibe? Is it? Oh, sustainability is. I think one of the number one topics on everybody's lips. Is it? I think it's really vitally important. You know, even from making sure that you've got recycling bins in your office, so your staff aren't throwing stuff away in regular trash, to the importance of, of, of looking into ways of how do we recycle. You know, one of the great things with design is, there's been a lot of great design before us, meaning vintage and antique. And to be able to buy those things and incorporate them. I've been hitting this lampshade, everybody. I'm so sorry. I'm using my, my hands too much. Um, design tip. Do not put a lampshade right next to the chair that you're going to talk in. Um, so, you know, I love to incorporate vintage furniture into my projects. And, of course, it's the most sustainable thing you can do because you're not yeah. buying or making something new. Yeah. You're just, you're just giving something that exists already new life. And that piece of new life is actually, you know, giving, again, personality, flavour, history, depth to that design project. And I think that's really important. But I think also it it's people like you using those pieces in your work and people being able to see it and thinking, you know, those clients can afford whatever they want and yet Martin's choosing something which is having a second life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also part of the stories that um, sort of the, the way that you, you know, use these beautiful pieces. What dogs have you got at the moment? Oh, my God. I have my dog, Daisy. She's a Wheaton Terrier. She actually was just 10 last week. Have you had to leave her behind? Well, yeah, she's in L.A. Yeah, she's a little too big to travel. with. Me. <laughs> um, bless her. I mean, I love her. She literally, you know, she is, I think pets are in general. But she is the one thing that like totally relaxes me. You know, you come home and there's that bounding, out of control, fabulous greeting. You know, it's that, it's that love that just keeps giving. And it's one of those things that, you know, it does, it's sort of totally, you may have had the worst day, you know, a sofa may not have gotten up the staircase or a piano fell out a window you were trying to put in, some dreadful <laughs> drama that happens. <laughs> and your dog makes it all better. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to design a dog's line. Are you? I've been working on it for a while and, I, and, I, and like really cool, it's all sustainable actually. So all these really cool dog beds and, and a bunch of things that, that are fantastic for our pets. I was going to say, does she have a, a lovely dog bed now? Oh my God, of course she does. She has several. Obviously. Each one upholstered to match each room that it's in. <laughs> Brilliant. The one thing that she does have that is so ridiculously decadent is... Her water bowl is a vintage silver Gucci fruit bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Nice one, Daisy. Outrageous. Is there anyone's home you would love to get your hands on or anyone, any personality that you would love to work with? Somebody asked me that yesterday when I was at Decorex. Um, so I, you know, I've worked for all these extraordinary people, all these people I could only ever dreamed of as a kid. One person I never got to work with or for who I've loved my entire life is Dinah Ross. Mm. You know, when I was a little boy, my sisters are all much older than I am. And so, you know, my youngest sister is 13 years older than me. So when I was, you know, a little boy, I used to watch my sisters getting ready to go out on their dates and they'd always be playing some great Dinah Ross song. And so it was always like something that was in the back of my head. It, it, you know, it becomes that sort of a, a theme tune to your life. And so one day I got a phone call from a realtor, from a, from a real estate broker in, 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 in LA. So I have a client for you. She, she's looking to buy a house and she specifically asked if you could come and look at it with, with her. So I drive out to Malibu to this little beach house, pull up. I look over next to me and there was this car. It was like a weird car. It's like an old Buick. All I could see in it was this mass of sort of like this huge Afro kind of mass of black hair. I thought, hang on a minute, what's going on here? So I get out of my car, the the electric window goes down, all the black hair comes out. This enormous diamond stud earring, it was like a saucer, suddenly reveals this ginormous sparkle and she turns her head and it's Diana Ross. Uh. So of course I, I, I wanted to start singing and there ain't no mountain high enough, but I did <laughs> control myself. <laughs> and, and so Diana, it turned out, had requested to see me, loved my work. And we went in to look at this house. She's the only client in my entire career that I've walked around a house with, a house she didn't buy, but that she brought her personal chef to cook us lunch in that kitchen while we were looking at the house together. Hilarious. Much the horror of the homeowners. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And we had this lovely lunch together and it was so cool. And funnily enough, I'm friends with her son, Evan. So we we had lovely, you know, rapport. Very sadly, she didn't buy the house because it ended up having mold, which uh. often happens with a beach house. You know, and a, and a, and a singer, particularly in their 70s, can't live in a house with mold, even mm. though you can remediate it somewhat. So that didn't happen, but it may happen again. But Diana Ross, it was amazing because I had that, you know, I've now had that moment where I can say almost worked for Diana. Almost. <laughs> um, choose another of your favourite people from Star Style from the book to finish, to round us off with. Oh, wow. Gosh, this, I mean, they're all my favourites, to be honest, that they're in there. Obviously, the Rue project, I'm madly in love with. Elton David's project, I love, because it's, you know, they are the most extraordinary art collectors in their home, which isn't an extravagant house in LA. It's just a very beautiful mid-century house and has this wonderful, wonderful art collection. Are they, are all the projects LA-based? No, there's, there's projects in Hawaii, there's projects in Ireland, there's projects in, in Paris. I mean, there's, there's things all over the place. But there's a lot of American projects because obviously that's that's where our main office is based. And of course, Cher did the forward to my book and Cher's house, which I've now done three times, is in there in its current reincarnation, which she calls Buddhist behaving badly. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> I love that. And so... That is amazing because because we have such a rapport, because we've been in each other's lives for so long, you know, we've had ups and downs and arguments and made up and 
I mean, it's just brilliant because it's just one of those like amazing lifelong experiences. So her house, I always love. It's got this wonderful sort of world traveler effect. It's got items in it from India and from Morocco and from Syria and from Egypt and things we made up the road in LA. A couple of, it's even got a table I bought in Scumthorpe. <laughs> so it's literally a well-traveled experience in that house. I love that. So, so, so yes, yeah, so, her, so her mad, badly behaved Buddhist can run amok within its walls. Please tell me she has a sex room. She doesn't have a sex room, but she has a 34-year-old boyfriend. Not bad for a 77-year-old. Wow, go shit. Yes. So I think every room might be a sex room in her house <laughs> at this point. <laughs> well, she's my new heroine. <laughs> totally. Uh, Martin, thank you so much. It's always so delightful and you're always so generous with your time. I really appreciate it. It's my absolute pleasure and always so lovely to see you. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you for joining me today. You can hear more House Guest on British Airways in-flight entertainment in the audio section, along with our sister podcast, Breakout Culture, with Lord Ed Vasey and Charlotte Metcalf. You can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett.